This podcast is brought to you by Marant. Hello and welcome to the Morant Podcast. My name's Mike Wilkins and I'm hosting this episode where we'll be discussing how digital transformation is driving change across the international finance centres. 2020 marked the dawn of a new decade and with it came an air of excitement and opportunity, a new beginning and a year to remember. Well, 2020 certainly has been a year to remember, but COVID-19 isn't quite what we all had in mind. Prior to the outbreak, the thought of moving entire industries to remote working within a few weeks would have seemed impossible. However, many have adapted and continue to seamlessly deliver services to their clients. And if the pandemic has underlined anything, the importance of digital innovation is undoubtedly one of them. To explore this further for Morant are Sarah Hewlin, Jeff Cook and Sarah Galletley. Sarah is a partner in Morant's Jersey office working in the finance and corporate practice and is also part of its regulatory team. She frequently advises financial institutions about their use of new technology. Jeff is the former CEO of Jersey Finance, who used to head up HSBC's wealth management team in the UK. He's now a consultant at Morant with significant experience of cross-border financial services, corporate governance, private equity and capital markets. And Sarah is a partner in Morant's Cayman Islands office and is part of its specialist global financial services and regulatory team. She focuses on developments impacting Cayman fund finance and corporate structures. Sarah, I'll start with you first. Digital innovation and transformation have been buzzwords for some years now, but what have the international finance centres done to turn those words into action? Yeah, thanks, Mike. It's right. IFCs have been making big noise about how digital innovation is one of the biggest drivers for change. And this has been particularly true in relation to the fund servicing space. Uh, Fund services businesses have been developing their own and and using others' technology to streamline the relationship between their funds and the investors. More widely, uh, financial institutions have been adopting new technologies to improve their KYC procedures, both in terms of improving the risk mitigation of those procedures and also the client experience. I think there's also good examples of how IFCs have taken advantage of the fact that they've got independent governments and robust and supportive regulators who can work together with industry to adapt quickly to change. Um, Jersey, for example, um, was an early adopter of a virtual currency exchange regulatory regime. Jersey has, for instance, the the third fastest broadband speed in the world, and they've done a lot of work to support um, investment in and looking at what's useful about blockchain and cryptocurrencies. But digital isn't just about broadband speed, blockchain and crypto. There needs to be more progress and and more diverse application of digital to support the IFC offering. Um, This is especially important to drive forward client service and regulatory compliance. And I think the IFCs, it's fair to say, have been on a digital journey for some years now. And Jeff, what impact would you say that COVID-19 has had on that digital journey? Well, there's no doubt COVID-19 has reinforced just how critical digital is right across the board. Uh, It's not only in operational terms, such as manning a remote workforce, but it's also uh, businesses and IFCs 
who all have a good deal of experience of successfully managing teams who are dispersed across different geographies. Uh, and I would say, by and large, their contingency plans have been implemented very effectively in terms of that remote working. That's important in terms of reinforcing the stability message that is central to the IFC proposition. But still, I would say the COVID crisis has prompted an even greater and more fundamental focus on embedding digital right at the core, at the heart of the international financial services platform. The aim being to better serve the needs of their global client base. Recent research has really drilled home just how important this is now. KPMG, for example, has found that companies that make moderate investments in digital are 2.1 times as likely to deliver a customer experience that exceeds expectations. In another recent study, Deloitte found that 35% of customers have increased their online banking usage through COVID-19. The IFC and indeed the broader corporate world are now full of references to new realities, transformative digital landscapes, uh, new staff and customer experiences and other kind of grand sounding phrases. But, you know, they really aren't just buzzwords. There's no doubt that digital transformation has taken hold and is moving rapidly. And Sarah, it's interesting to hear some of the uh, statistics there, uh, but it's not necessarily that surprising because many firms have been flexing their digital muscle for many years. But I'd imagine that some firms are, are further behind than others. And what would you say are, are the risks of inaction? Thanks, Mike. Well, first of all, none of this should be particularly surprising. Investment in digital is a long-term trend and a journey that the IFCs, as well as the offshore service providers, have been on for some time. And to give you a couple more statistics, according to Finextra, the fintech sector raised 4.9 billion US dollars of capital in the UK alone last year, surpassing the 3.6 billion US dollars raised the previous year. If we look at the qualities of speed, efficiency, accessibility, sustainability and transparency, these are all essential qualities that digital innovation was addressing pre-COVID. But the pandemic has certainly accelerated IFCs into thinking how digital is going to be their main play and continue to accelerate growth. I think, Sarah, I can um, jump in there because um, there's something that's come out of the Channel Islands on, on this sort of need for action. PwC recently produced a report that found that in the Channel Islands finance industries, thousands of existing jobs would be at risk between now and 2035 through the impact of artificial intelligence and automation, if no action is taken. Whilst this prediction is not a consequence of COVID-19, as the report states, the pandemic has made it even more imperative that action is taken. The big question is, of course, where IFCs should direct their digital investment. Widespread digital adoption does little if it isn't targeted or doesn't underpin the IFC's purpose. The focus needs to be on things like recognising that investors in funds expect information at their fingertips and they want the investments that are tailored for them, including you know, on their preferences on sustainability and diversity, for example. So it's not just about adopting wholesale digital change. And, and beyond being smart in digital adoption and forecasting macro trends, uh, Sarah, where should that focus be? First, there needs to be a focus on cementing what the IFCs already do. 
Ultimately, IFCs are about enabling connections, and this has very close ties with digital capability, as we've seen throughout the pandemic. And whilst AI and automated services can and do support this, digital adoption needs to be mindful that relationships will continue to be the bread and butter of the IFC model. Then there is the regulatory capability. IFCs currently have a massive opportunity to export their regulatory and governance capabilities, given their extensive experience of participating in regulatory forums and, in particular, implementing regulatory initiatives. Centres such as the BVI, Cayman Islands, Guernsey and Jersey, for example, have invested significantly in embedding a digital-first approach at the jurisdictional level, creating sandbox environments geared to nurturing startups and venture projects. Digital technologies enabling reg tech and cybersecurity, and as Sarah mentioned earlier, electronic ID and KYC processes can support this drive, as well as deliver a positive reputational boost in the process. With the number of digital transactions growing at an estimated 12.7% annually, and with an estimated 60% of global GDP being digitized by 2022, it's understandable that the FATF is so focused on electronic ID. IFCs have the opportunity to be part of that conversation, opportunity and solution. And Jeff, where else can IFCs focus their digital firepower? By harnessing their digital strengths, there's no doubt in my mind that IFCs can clearly evidence they're helping the fight against financial crime, which is very prominent at the moment. The Jersey Financial Services Commission's uh, digital registry due to come online later this year is an excellent example of that in practice. But digital also offers an opportunity to explore new areas too. For instance, through technology, IFCs can diversify, build on their traditional strengths in high net worth and institutional markets, whilst tapping into a broader, more retail market to give them access to international opportunities. It's an evolution from the very origins of IFCs. Uh, You know, they can assist the democratisation of financial services and could contribute to the fight against financial exclusion. Another opening is an ability to leverage the value of back office and knowledge-driven services. Specialisation in data analytics, such as embedding data-driven services to provide insights and drive understanding of international investor needs, or providing data analysis to support investment performance in the ESG space. These are two good examples, I would say, of distinctive competences that lend themselves to digital delivery. Interestingly, McKinsey found that during the space of eight weeks of the pandemic, the world had vaulted forward around five years in terms of consumer and business digital adoption. Bringing digital from the periphery to the core will support the overarching IFC proposition and build on existing capabilities. At the same time, it will also open up new opportunities that cannot only create revenue streams, but will provide substantial reputational dividends as well. Jeff, thanks for that. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that the way that we work has, has had to evolve at unprecedented speed uh, and we're all adapting and, and embracing change. Well, Sarah, Jeff and Sarah, thank you for your insight and analysis today. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. If you'd like any further information on the digital changes which are transforming the IFCs, then please head over to the Moron website. Thank you for listening. For more information, please get in touch with your usual Moron contact or visit morant.com.